0: I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Let's begin with a constituent uh, question, Mayor. Uh, The constituent writes, Sanctuary city status has been a hot topic in the news recently, and Albany is a sanctuary city. I'm confused by what that means. Can you please clarify?
1: Well, I wish that I could, but I think that uh, our president has actually added even more confusion to what it means to be a sanctuary city, and it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, unfolds. What I look to is uh, recently released attorney generals uh, from from Eric Schneiderman, our attorney general, guidance concerning... Uh, how local authorities should and should not participate in immigration inform- enforcement and so those are the sanctuary provisions and they're very consistent with what we do in the city of Albany and you know it really is around you know that first of all local law enforcement shouldn't be engaged in activities solely for the purpose of, of enforcing federal immigration laws um, absent a warrant. Uh, There are certain things that we shouldn't be doing with respect to federal immigration law. So for us, it's really ensuring that if a resident needs help, if they need to call the police, if they need to call 911 because somebody in their home has been injured or is, is suffering from some sort of medical emergency, that we are not going to inquire as to their legal status in connection with our response to that call we don't want people to be afraid to reach out to government to get the help that they mm-hmm. need and to ensure that they're being treated fairly in the workplace it's just common sense uh... with respect to what we consider as a sanctuary city and we're also a place that welcomes immigrants and refugees mm-hmm. and we want them to feel as though they are welcomed here
0: now as i'm sure you're aware the trump administration is indicated that Uh, cities that maybe do too much, whatever that would be for um, immigrants who were not documented could face a cutback in federal aid. I believe a mayor in uh, Massachusetts has decided, well, his city's not going to take part in any of this because they can't afford to lose the money. Is this a concern of yours?
1: Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that mayors are being forced to make that decision. I'm going to listen to the residents of Albany. We've heard a great deal of outpouring and uh, advocacy that we be a sanctuary city. Our common council recently passed a resolution uh, with that same indication that we should be following the attorney general's guidelines. So we'll see how this plays out.
0: If you have a question for Mayor Sheehan, you can send it to her via email. Ask with a K at albany.ny.gov. That's Ask with a K at albany.ny.gov. Moving on to uh, stories in the news, you testified before a state legislature budget hearing this week about Albany's financial problems. That got a lot of coverage. Uh, and the city's need to get $12.5 million in state aid to balance the city budget. Uh, You uh, have, if people know you, they know you have, red hair. You (laughs) said you couldn't, uh, well, what was it that you said?
1: Well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, Senator Liz Kruger, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, was saying, you know, I don't know if I would be sitting there smiling and uh, being as uh, 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 straightforward as you're being, Uh, given the dire consequences and given the fact that I think she used the words you know why aren't you saying you guys are killing the city of Albany Um, you know that's not my style I'm not a a screamer I'm not a, a fist pounder Um, But I did say, you know, my hair may be red, but I've considered setting it on fire uh, to demonstrate the urgency of our need. And, you know, I guess I'm a believer that when you look at the numbers, when you look at the inequity, and this is something that former Mayor Jerry Jennings, to his credit, emphasized over and over again. He actually had consultants draft a report called Capital Punishment uh, that outlined the, the fact that of cities over 50,000 people we get the lowest amount of aid to municipalities $128 per capita compared to 617 for Buffalo our tax levy with you if you look at city and school combined is the highest in the state with the exception Of Rochester which is more than double our size and its tax levy combined school and city is just about a million dollars over ours we cannot continue down this path and it is directly related to the fact that AIM is not fairly distributed Uh, I don't know why it predates my administration and the Jennings administration and probably the administration before that but the reality is that it's inequitable, and we need Mm -hmm. this aid to balance our budget. What
0: does AIM mean?
1: AIM is aid that's provided to municipalities across the state by the state. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be based on a formula that looks at indicia of poverty and stress. Uh, But it has become skewed over the years, and all you have to do is look at the numbers. And if you go to um, the uh, city website, we've got some uh, examples up on the city website, and you'll see that it's inequitable.
0: Well, it seems to me that the big problem is, it's the capital city. You have all this uh, tax-exempt state property there, and, and you do get uh, money for that supposedly, but is that you don't get enough.
1: We get 0.36 percent, so I'll say that again, 0.36 percent of the value of state property. That's what we get uh, from the state in the form of our 19A payments. Uh, You know, I've said before, if we got 1% of the value of all of the state property, uh, I I wouldn't have to go to Tin Cup Day and and – again, deliver such a dire message. And I think the other thing that I was able to talk about is that we have cut millions of dollars. We presented a budget that was 2% lower in 17 as compared to 16. So we're doing the work that we need to do. We are effective. We are efficient. But we're being asked to deliver city services and have a vibrant capital city, and we've got both hands tied behind our back. It's got to stop.
0: Now this is an election year for you, and I I imagine your political opponents will say, of course, it's hypothetical uh, that you aren't doing enough to uh, hold in spending.
1: Well, I think that we have demonstrated this. We had the biggest cut in our budget in uh, fifteen years. So I think uh, in looking at the solutions and looking at what we have to do in order to deliver a balanced budget, uh, I. I stand by my record and we have done an incredible amount of work and we're gonna to continue to do more work and I think it's you know this issue with respect to the inequity in state aid uh, is one that pre- predates me mm-hmm. and that I have gone uh, really to the state and opened the city's books in a way that never happened before to the state worked with the state and I believe that the governor and the state budget office clearly understand the need it's just figuring out how are we going to address this need what's the most equitable way to do it and that's because of the hard work that we've done to be transparent and to also demonstrate what we're doing to cut
0: costs. You mentioned that this is known as Tin Cup Day because you testified, but so did the mayor of New York City and I presume other mayors. What is your sense? I mean, is the legislature with you on this? And what about the governor?
1: Well, I I have a sense that there clearly is an understanding um, on the part of both the legislature and the governor that this issue has to be addressed. You know, we're really being asked not for parity. I'm, I'm saying bring us to... You know, half of where these other municipalities are, and because of our ability to, I think, uh, be effective and be efficient and find ways to be uh, to to deliver cost savings, that you know we can we can move the ball forward. But we've we've got to address this issue. Uh, in order for the city to be sustained going forward.
0: There's one more point on this. This was a good water-cooler conversation here at the uh, radio station. Uh, you mentioned how your uh, Albany City restaurants, let's, you, you named two, Jackson, uh, Cafe Capriccio, uh, don't pay the property taxes that are paid on Wolf Road. And that hurts, you know, businesses in your city.
1: Right. I mean, if you dine at a restaurant on Wolf Road, the property tax bill for that establishment is about 60 percent lower than for a commercial property in the city of Albany. Uh, So it, it is impacting our competitiveness. It does impact our businesses. And we have to address this going forward. It's not just looking at how we compare across the state. It's looking at how we compare in the region where people are making decisions about where to live and where to locate their businesses.
0: For the second year in a row, Mayor, your State of the City speech was met by noisy protest. Uh, Black Lives Matters members this year were calling on you to fire police involved in holding a man who died in police custody back in 2015, and they were joined by blue-collar union members who want a contract with the city. Uh, What's your response to their concerns and their method of demonstrating?
1: Well, you know, let's start with the blue-collar union. I want nothing more than to give our blue-collar union raises when the budget passed in uh, 2016 in December. They were the first union that we contacted. We sat down with them on December 5th. Uh, We made them an offer. They canceled meetings that had been scheduled subsequent to that and finally sat down with us again on January 17th, um, at which time we uh, heard their counteroffer and provided them with our response to that. So there is an offer on the table, uh, and I want nothing more than to get a contract settled And I think it's unfortunate that they chose to not only come and demonstrate. I think it's fine to come and and demonstrate. They have a First Amendment right to do that, that they want a contract. I'm in complete agreement. I want a contract, too. Um, But to then shout through the entire um, state of the city uh, was very disruptive. The year before Black Lives Matters, they came, they demonstrated, and, and then they left. But for our union members to stand with Black Lives Matters, and demand that I fire two police officers who were cleared of wrongdoing by an internal investigation by the district attorney's office and by a review by the US Department of Justice to me is really very troubling they have a right to their jobs if I were to fire those two police officers they would sue the city and they would win and we would have to reinstate them which would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees and in back pay. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars that I can't spend on police training, on the work that we're doing to literally transform our police department. And that's tremendous work that has happened over the last two years. It's money that I can't spend on our summer youth employment program. And so, you know, with all due respect to Black Lives Matters, firing two police officers is simplistic that's not going to change the way policing is done in our country the city of albany has undertaken a complete transformation of its police department we've provided implicit bias training to all of our officers we provide uh... mental health training to all of our officers and we were so troubled by the continuation in the state police academy of a warrior mentality that we have started our own police academy because we want to ensure that our officers are trained To really understand and be part of our community. It takes hard work. We've invited Black Lives Matter to the table, for example, to help us design the rules around our body-worn cameras. In order to transform and change policing in this country, we've got to be able to work together, not just shout at one another. And I'm committed to that work. We are one of 15 police departments in the United States selected by the U.S. Department of Justice because of the work that we've done with 21st Century Policing. I'm proud of the men and women of this department and its leadership and what we've done, and that is far greater and and a much greater accomplishment than simply firing two police officers who were cleared of uh, of any wrongdoing in connection with that stop.
0: Let me ask you about uh, some of the proposals in your State of the City uh, speech. You proposed to look at the idea of building a new courthouse for the city. Existing courthouses have space and parking problems. Uh, Council President Carolyn McLaughlin, who's uh, running for um, mayor this year, uh, says a new courthouse is not what she called a big idea in moving the city forward. Uh, Why did you bring this up in the State of the City message?
1: Well, I'd love to have the luxury of uh, talking about big ideas for moving the city forward. We do have a lot of great things that are happening and moving the city forward. The Capitol Center is opening in March. But this is in response to the fact that we have poured millions of dollars into a structure that really isn't meeting the needs of the city meeting the needs of individuals who have to appear in court uh, meeting the needs of our police officers who are in South Station which is on the back side of this courthouse and so I think it's time to stop draining money um, from the city coffers to fix what is an insufficient building we need to come up with a new idea and figure out how to fund it um, you know not everything it can be you know sexy and exciting sometimes you, you gotta you know fix what's there and, and really look at the infrastructure that we have and make a determination. It's not meeting our needs. We can't continue to pour money into it. It's time for us to figure out how do we... Uh, address all of these issues holistically and move it forward. We may never have the money to build a new courthouse, uh, but I'm putting together a task force of people who use the building, um, as well as those who can help with, uh, you know, helping us think about what a new structure might be like, where it might be located, and how we can address the issues so that we're, we, we stop the bleeding and, and maybe come up with uh, an innovative solution.
0: Another proposal in your uh, state of the city message is to uh, purchase and uh, rehab vacant properties, which sounds like people would support. But, I mean, where's the money going to come from?
1: Well, we received a repayment of what's called a HODAG loan, uh, which was a loan that was made by the city back thirty years ago to build uh, affordable housing um, in in uh... the city and that loan came due uh... it's unusual oftentimes those loans are defaulted on and then you refinance the the affordable housing and 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 move forward but in this case that HODAG loan was repaid that money can be used for community development it doesn't have the same Uh, strings attached to it that some of our other HUD funding has. So we're taking a million dollars of that, and we're going to provide that as uh, bridge loans and and, um, support to rehabilitate vacant and and abandoned properties in the city. We'll be able to layer that funding with funding that might be available, uh, for example, through the land bank, the Albany County Land Bank, and we are very excited about that program. We're taking another $300,000 dollars and making that available for up to $5,000 in emergency repair uh, grants to people who are just above that area median income that's a cutoff for HUD funding. So people between 80 and 125% of area median income, we want to help them stay in their homes. So if the furnace breaks down um, and you've got uh, somebody who needs emergency repair funding, we're going to have that funding available.
0: Also, you propose tackling quality of life and traffic concerns in the South End and also the Buckingham Pond community. I believe you live in the Buckingham Pond on community.
1: I do and uh, but I I am not uh, I don't live near the area that is really hit hard and that's Buckingham Drive. As we've seen employment increase at both Albany Med and St. Peter's Hospital, the amount of traffic uh, on this residential street has grown exponentially. And so the CDTC is going to be looking at alternate routes and helping us think through what we might be able to do to address that issue. Even more concerning to me is the issue at Ezra, where we now know, because we did some truck counts, over a 1,000 trucks a day travel um, on Pearl Street, right past Ezra. Um, diesel fumes, quality of life. So we're looking at how we can significantly reduce that truck traffic.
0: The Albany Devils, they appear to be uh, leaving for Binghamton. What's your reaction?
1: Well, I, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, so... Well, that's a per- hockey team, for those of per- you who yes. don't know, go ahead. Per- personally, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I, I really enjoy hockey. Um, as mayor, I'm also very disappointed to see them leave um, because, you know, again, those were uh, games that brought uh, vibrancy to downtown. Um, you know, trying to create a hockey culture in a hockey town is a challenge, and uh, it's going to be back to the drawing board. I'd love to see a professional sports team uh, have a home at the Times Union Center.
0: And Coyotes, the city of Albany, urging residents to watch out for Coyotes, but it's at the Capitol Hills Golf Course, Norman Skill Farm. I presume that's a pretty rural part of the city of Albany.
1: Well, it is, but I will say that on a residential street near the golf course, Coyotes took down a deer uh, in a resident's yard, So that just, you know, that was sort of the alarm that went off that said, we got to make sure people know that they're out there. Typically, they're more afraid of us than we are of them, but we want people to be aware.
0: You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM.